Everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 261 now of the Ron and Don what Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, don't forget, you can always get in touch with us because even though we do this podcast three days a week, thanks to our good friends at Les Schwab, we're also licensed brokers at Windermere, and there's a lot of people right now that need our help. Yeah, if you're a buyer or a seller or you're just starting your real estate journey, uh, email me, ron at windermere.com. I've just written a new book that I can send you on what it's like to be a seller in the Pacific Northwest because there are some very specific hurdles and opportunities that you have here. And so that's going to be going up on uh, Amazon Kindle any day now. I'll give you a free copy of it right now. Just email me, ron at windermere.com. Yeah, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, sleeping. If you're having trouble sleeping, there's some new research out that says, well, here's the reason why. And also, uh, how come our local uh, postmen and postwomen are posthumans how come they're find, finding dryer sheets uh, in mailboxes all around the country? We'll talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. Some new information has come out from the CDC. And by the time you've heard this broadcast, it's been out for a couple days. But the CDC now, Ron, is saying what? They're saying if you are fully vaccinated, uh, that you can pretty much resume uh, normal activity indoors and outdoors without wearing a mask. Uh, there are obviously some caveats. They said if you go to a medical facility, uh, you just got to obey those rules. If you're going into a private business uh, and they have a mask requirement, you have to obey those rules. This, though, is going to quickly um, evolve in my mind to some people wanting to know if you are fully vaccinated. So um, are you going to have to pull out that card, which the CDC has done a f- fantastic job, I think, for the most part. The one downside I would say is way to make a card that's way bigger than anyone's wallet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true. Would, it would have been too in, much. Yeah, right. it's like a half a sheet of paper uh, to get your your vaccine paperwork. So had it been the size of your driver's license, yeah. you could stick it in your wallet, be able right. to pull it out. So I, I think we're going to see that. But the way my reading of and I watched the the woman doctor, they had her name covered up with the the graphic on the bottom on this channel that I was watching. So I don't know her name, but I watched her. Um, talk about this and and I guess um, the way I read it is she's saying because of the way it's transmittable when you're vaccinated that even if you're in a if you're fully vaccinated and you're in a room with someone that isn't vaccinated who doesn't have their mask on the transmission rate is very very unlikely and so that's really great news I think to me Uh, I've been going on my morning walks now with no mask and I do get a, a sideways glance here or there but nothing uh Nothing out of the ordinary. Oh, I want to talk. I'm this. vaccinated. I want to talk to you about this. When you go on your morning walk, give us a percentage. And of course, this is this is in Seattle. Tell me where you're walking, because I've had different experiences in different parts of the city. 
Were you walking and percentage wise, how many people have their mask on? How, how many people don't? Well, usually I'm walking very early in the morning. So it's all a bunch of dog walkers that are half asleep and in their pajamas. And then it's a bunch of fitness people. So I would say, and, I, and I'm, I'm down on South Lake Union. So I try to go down to the, the trail that goes around the lake and down by the center for wooden boats in that area. So I would say about now, the last walk I did, I would say l- half or less were wearing a mask. Mm. But again, it's, it's, if someone's riding their bicycle, they're not wearing it and, and the hardcore joggers are not wearing it. Uh, but there, there are people that still do wear it. Yeah. Last weekend, I went to Maxon Park. If you don't know where that is, that's Sandpoint. And that's the old naval range there that is uh, right on Lake Washington. And there's a huge park there, you guys. Uh, they're, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff there. And there's basketball courts, places where you play tennis. They really need to, to invest some money in this park because it's a great space. And I think a lot of people have discovered this space. In fact, so many people have discovered my space at Discovery Park. I've been looking for other spaces. So we went out there. They have a huge dog park there. And we get out of the car. And the CDC had just announced that, hey, if you're outside, if you're walking your dog, uh, if you're going for a run, a jog, whatever, you and you're fully vaccinated yeah, and you're you don't you don't have to wear your mask anymore so i had my mask off my son who's not vaccinated had his mask on he's kind of looking at me sideways going come on dad everybody else has their mask on everybody and i mean every and this is a few days ago everybody at the dog park had their mask on everybody did and then i had a gentleman say something to me about not wearing the mask and i said well according to the cdc if you read the cdc you don't, you're, you're, and I felt so weird that I'm having to explain this to him. And I, but I am because he's, he's challenging me. And my son was on his side. Right. Yeah. So it's the whole dog park and G Force O'Neill and Say, maybe come even, on, Char- old man. Put a maybe mask even on. Charlie the dog against me. And I'm out there and I almost felt like, like, because then people turn on you and they automatically think, oh my God, you voted for Trump, didn't you? Right. I'm, like, I'm like, no, I didn't. I, 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 whether I voted for Trump or not, that I, I, I didn't. I'm not a Trumper. I just, I read the CDC guidelines. I'm a CDC and gu- guy. And, 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 and I have to tell you, I've hated wearing a mask. I, I really hate exercising wearing a mask, going on a trail run, any of that with a mask. In fact, I would start to get sick from just breathing my own air. I just couldn't stand it. So, so the fact that you can go outside now and, 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 and you don't have to worry about wearing a mask. The, the question will be, though, then, then, then we were driving through Fremont, and there's all these bars that are open now, and nobody had a mask on. After zero, zero. Well, you know, there's a force field around a table. <laughs> if you sit down at a table at a pub, stand your ground. Stand your ground. What I do you mean, stand my ground? You're right. That there is scientists that are working around the clock that have made this determination. Yeah, uh, and and you are someone that that has uh, been vaccinated. Yeah, so stand your ground. Well, Anthony Fauci, Doctor Anthony Fauci, came out and said there will be people that want to continue to wear their mask, and there are also people that maybe want to wear a mask, uh, maybe seasonally. I have to say, I've gotten used to looking in the mirror and seeing myself in a mask, and so when the mask comes off, I'm a little like, ooh, oh. Little rough dog. Mm. <laughs> Fifty four. That, that's me every morning. Fifty four. Fifty four. Ooh. Ah. Zoom call. I'm like, boy, this, is it the light? Ooh. Is it me? Ooh. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. So when I hit when I hit sixty, I may just wear a mask twenty four seven for the rest of my life. That's so. a good call. It's <laughs> a very good call. I don't know about you, but I have hit on a couple girls, and when the mask comes off, I'm like, ooh. Never mind. She's eighty. I'll see you on the other side of this. 
Hey, you guys. I want to thank Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. And we all know Les Schwab. It's the place to go. We tell you all the time for tires, for wheels, for batters, for brakes, and so much more. But also, when you want service and when you expect great service, well, expect Les Schwab to deliver award-winning service. And that's one of the reasons they just got the J.D. Power Award, right? Yeah, they're number one. I just had this. I got. I picked up a screw in my tire when I was going to the dump for one of our clients, and it tire was flat. I went to Les Schwab over in Ballard. I didn't say, hey, I'm Ron on the Ronadon. You sponsored the show. I just uh, showed up. They fixed that flat, put it back on my truck, and I said, what do I owe you? And they went, Ron, this one's on us. Yeah. Don't forget, when you go to Les Schwab, they're going to treat you right and send you on down the road. You're going to experience that award winning satisfaction for yourself that Ron's experience, I'm experiencing, and you're going to experience it every time. So stop by or schedule your free pre-trip safety analysis right now. All you have to do is go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. And for J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. That's JDPower.com slash awards. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. And we sat down with Ron and Don. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. One of our good friends from San Francisco, he stayed in Don's Airbnb. He knew we were looking for a house. We wanted a second unit that we could potentially like renovate and have family come and stay in or Airbnb out. He said, Ollie, you got to meet this guy because he really knows about, he's a real estate agent and he has a has an awesome Airbnb and kind of knows all about that. They were super knowledgeable, held our hands through what can be a, a pretty daunting process. What set Ron and Don apart was the fact that the the knowledge that they had of the ADU Deju Airbnb game, um, putting the numbers together and comparing. Um, having that knowledge was definitely uh, set them apart from from the other agent. Yeah, and, and just the knowledge of Seattle. Don and Ron just seem to know all the neighborhoods and be able to talk to every neighborhood and what you might expect. Uh, and so Emmy came across a house uh, and looked promising in Queen Anne. It ticks a lot of boxes. It was probably at the maybe a little higher end of our spend. And Don set up a, a, he was like, this is a promising place. And so he was like, let me speak to the other realtor. Let me like figure some things out um, and just kind of get a feel for what this property is doing. And, and I think that's so critical now to kind of closing on a, on closing on a, and getting a good deal is being able to kind of feel out the other side and understand where they're at. So we managed to find one where, hey, if we if we put an offer in, actually maybe we go a little under asking and offer for an inspection, uh, sorry, and put a contingency for inspection, both things that in this market isn't normal. You normally have to waive inspections, go over asking. He's like, let's take a stab at this. Um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Here's my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron and my dad, Don. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 261 now of the Ron and Don Show. And don't forget, once again, we're licensed brokers at Windermere, and you just heard from some 
of our great, great clients. So if you're buying, selling, you want to talk to us, it starts with a 45-minute cup of coffee and a virtual sit-down, right? Yeah, it's called a Ron and Don sit-down. You can uh, find more, believe it or not, at ronanddonsitdown.com. It's all there. Get the buyer's guide, the play, player's uh, playbook. Buyer's playbook or seller's playbook. And you can even just email me directly, ron at windermere.com. Yeah. Hey, sleeping. I, I've, I've had a lot of trouble with sleep. Uh, over the years. And I used to drink a lot to help myself go to sleep. The problem is when you drink a lot to help yourself go to sleep, initially, that's a pretty good strategy until you wake up at 2.32 in the in the morning and your eyes go bing and you cannot go back to sleep right. at 2.32 in the morning. And then you start reading some of the research about about drinking to try to go to sleep and you find out, you know what, that is not, that, that right there is not a good strategy. You, on the other hand, anywhere, and especially when we were young, we were boys, you could lean up against a wall and you could go I to, wish I could still do that. You could go to sleep. I can't do that anymore. So, so there's some new research on sleep while we're having a hard time sleeping what about where are you at when it when it when it comes to sleeping and your sleep and your in your sleeping habits I, as a kid and you're right like i could sleep anywhere at any time it was a great skill to have i don't have that like, like that went away somewhere and after reading this thing that you sent me with all these different things i i wanted to change like five or six options the first of which and i've talked about this publicly so i can i'll just reference it i have a i'm, I'm addicted to that ipad yeah. Like I've convinced myself that I should watch YouTube videos to help me unwind. And uh, and I know the whole thing about the blue light. <laughs> I get it. But like I sit there and, and ev- I know about the blue light too. Every said, night. Right. So my phone do you, is in, do you put on the blue light glasses? I have some blue light glasses. <laughs> I should put those back on. So I, I have my I put my I, I no longer have my phone in the room. Okay. So my phone is in my office. It's on the charger. It's in the completely other room. So I Got can't it. get any work emails. Yep. None of that stuff comes to my iPad. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, that's in this, this study okay. of like, don't, don't have a device with blue light on. It's going to activate your brain. So I, knowing that, and it says that it, it lowers your melatonin. Mm-hmm. So now to battle that, I'm taking melatonin. <laughs> so I have the gummies, the melatonin gummies. And the blue, and the glasses on. And I need to get my glasses back on. I forgot I had on, those. You're popping gummies. So I'm going to be taking the gummies, doing right. the glasses. And then the other thing is it talked about memory foam mattresses, which I have one. I have a Tempur-Pedic can sometimes capture a lot of heat. And now the new thing is the heat sink gel mattress. I got that. And I was like, Oh, you got the heat sink gel mattress. Yeah. So you're, they're saying your bedroom should be 67 degrees. And uh, I was like, wow, like I think I'm running hot. Mm. Maybe that's interrupting. My sleep, because I even last night I woke up at three twenty in the morning. I had to go to the bathroom. Could not get back to the sleep, and so I'm great. like, I got a I'm like, I'm running hot. Boxer shorts on, the glasses on, Papa Gummies. You're running hot. I'm running hot right now. <laughs> so I'm uh, got to figure that one out. I might try to get a gel topper, but yeah, yeah it's. Uh, it, but you you brought up a study a couple months ago yeah. that's like they no longer believe in the eight hour across the board paradigm that turns out to be wrong so if you're someone that naturally is a five-hour person and you're energetic the, the key to that is are you energetic throughout the day yeah. that that's that they are now allowing for people that their entire lives you know what have i do sometimes just to mess with you and i mess with my friend joe is like when i'm reading articles for this podcast sometimes i'm reading them at 12 12 30 in the morning and i'll send you one 
And then when I wake up at five thirty, I'll send you another one. Uh, for do, do you notice that I do that to you sometimes? Oh, yeah, I do. That's why. That's why my phone <laughs> is in the office, and I have the nighttime do not disturb thing on, so that I'm not disturbed by you. Yeah, I Joe, wish I could. I could put like, that. What so- are you doing up at midnight thirty? And then you're you're in, and then again, I'm getting something for you at, at five thirty a.m. And it's it, it's like that's. That's the witching hour for me. That's when I sleep during those time blocks. If I try to go to bed earlier than that, then I toss and turn. So I just try to read a book. And then when I when I wake up, when I wake up, it's time to get up. So I don't hit a snooze button, any of that. Wake up, get up. And the hard thing, like this time of year, when I wake up at, at 5 or 4.50, the sun is with me. So it's great. You can go on a trail run. I jump on my Peloton, whatever that is. It, it, it does grind on you in the winter months. And I wonder how this will be when I get older. And if I'll remain in the specific Northwest after my son, uh, goes to, to, to gets through high school and goes on to college. I was talking with someone about this today because it is hard in February when the sun is still not coming up and it's 10 32 in the morning that starts grinding on you a little bit. And then it doesn't come up for the next 10 days. Uh, that gets to me a little bit. But as long as I have that five, five and a half hours right there. And then the other thing that I've read is if you have the phone near your head, you're going to get cancer. So you have to watch out for that too, right? I, I think that's a different article. Are you going to, I kind of want to try out your gel bed. Can I, can I sleep in your bed? I promise I won't, I won't spoon on you. Can I tell you how much, I, I, I don't think I've ever told you how much that bed costs. Did I ever tell you how no. much that bed costs? Wait, just, just guess. Is it a king size? It's a king size. California king. It's a California king. Yeah, and it's a gel, it's, the heat sink. It's everything. It's 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 it, it, it is the hot rod of beds. It's the, it, I'm going to say it's, it's the nicest bed in the world. What do you think this bed costs? A hundred and twenty nine dollars. No. What do you think the I'm bed? I'm going costs? low, so you can go high. No. What do you think? I, I was going to say I wanted to say seven thousand five hundred dollars. Do you? Okay. But I don't. I have no reason for Kim Shepard is here. That. She's getting ready because we're going to do a, a podcast with her coming up here in a couple of minutes, and you know her because we were we we worked together at Cairo, and we'll give her a formal uh, introduction. Kim, what do you say? Uh, she's saying ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars. Wow, twelve. Right. You did. You did. High, high five, and we can do that now because CD says we can touch each other. Yeah. Kim and I just hugged and everything. It was fantastic. So, um, twelve. Spending, it's a twelve thousand dollar bed. It's a hot rod. So you spend, you're spending two thousand two hundred fifty dollars per hour of nightly sleep. <laughs> My Tempur-Pedic was probably, it wasn't 12 grand, but it was, and it's only a queen because I don't need a California king. You know evidently. what? Some, some, some night when I'm not saying, in fact, one, one night a month, because my, my son loves that bed so much, we have a deal. And like if his, a friend comes over or something, they get to go sleep in that bed and I get, I get to sleep in his stinky feet bed. So I don't know what happens when you turn 11. When you turn 11, something happens to a little boy's feet that is indescribable. It's called the beginning of puberty. It's absolutely horrible. What's that? The beginning of puberty. Yeah. I was smelling his shoes the other day, and I'm like, Why? oh, my God. That's on you. What's that? It's on you. Well, then he said, he goes, Daddy, your feet smell the same way. So I picked up my shoe, and I'm like, hmm, he's right. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of this. Let's get it done in 2021 with Ron and Don. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 261 of the Ron and Don Show. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios. Coming up, episode 262, Kim Shepard. She was our anchor and one of the great storytellers at Cairo Radio. Our anchor on the radio. What's that? I just want to point out, on the radio. What did I say? She's just not an anchor. <laughs> we, we tie Kim to ourselves and, and jump overboard. She's an anchor. <laughs> 
She's a, she was a news anchor on the on our radio. Anyway, show. she's in her studio, and uh, we are going to talk to her coming up in episode two sixty two about an incredible true crime podcast. It's rolling right now, and it is just climbing the charts at Apple Podcasts. We're going to tell you all about it, and it's something that you're going to want to check out. Episode uh, two sixty two. So we're excited. Uh, to catch up with her. Uh, tell me about this. When it comes to wasps, bees, uh, in fact, I have a bunch of bees that are living downstairs at my house. They li- live in a pole. I have a... Uh, They're mason bees. What kind of bees are they? Mason bees. I have, I have a pole on my house. In fact, Kim just saw it and has saltwater holes in it that saltwater worms created. And they think that this uh, piece of Douglas fir probably sat in the water for 100 years. And now, for some reason, we decided that it would be a, a good accoutrement to my front porch. So anyway, what we found out is all those holes bees love, and bees have now moved in. That's a good thing. And I was going to take the bees out the other day, because my son kept telling me they're wasps, and then I took a good look at them, and you told me the reason my front yard looks so great is because these bees that are living in the holes, right? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, so you have mason bees. They're, they're your friends. Yeah. What do, what do, what do, do mason bees sting? Do I have to worry about them stinging me? Uh, um, I'll have to check. I don't know if Mason bees oh, sting. I thought they, you they, were like a, the, I don't know the stinging. Like they do not live in a hive like a honeybee. That's all my son cares about. Do they sting or do they not sting? Down? I'll, I'll have to double check on the Mason. I don't want to okay. give out bad bee information. They don't live. In, they <laughs> they don't live in a hive like a honeybee. Okay. Uh, they live in holes. A lot of times uh, they would live even underground, and they are pollinators. So it's good for pollination. Here's the here's the so biggest they're thing. They're pollinating. That's why they're pollinating. Looks so beautiful. It's part partly yeah. reason. So the reason I'm asking this question: there is a story in the news today about uh, mailmen and male women. Kim just looked it up for me. Uh, Mason bees do have a stinger. Okay. Uh, Male persons all around the country are taking dryer sheets and sticking those in mailboxes as we head into spring and summer. Why is that? And that is to keep hornets out. Now, let me just point this out because I get this every single year since I became an official apprentice beekeeper. A hornet. Who doesn't know much about mason bees. But well, I've, thank I'm God for, Kim Shepard was here. I'm a honeybee guy. Just like she did, used to do back in the days of Cairo. I don't want to pay attention to... good when you say things on the air that you didn't know you were talking about. And then from, she had to shovel you information like she just did. I don't have time for mason bees because they don't give me any honey. Okay. So uh, a wasp yeah. is not a bee. Not a bee. So a wasp has a very shiny body, super slender waist. Yeah. Uh, and they will they eat meat. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you're at a picnic and someone's dive bombing the hamburgers, that is not a bee. It's a wasp. That is a wasp. That Kill it. Must die. I'm saying, like, take out the spray, take out a swatter. Yeah. Kill that wasp. I hate wasps. They're a pain in the yellow jackets, hornets, wasps. They're a pain in the butt. They will build a nest that looks like it's made out of brown paper. Hmm. And uh, if you see one of those in your mailbox under the the awning of your roof, it's bad. You got to get that out of there. They right. will multiply, and they can uh, they can do some damage. And their stinger here, if you want to talk stingers, a wasp or a hornet sting, they can sting you multiple times with the same stinger. I had that quickly. Hap- I had that happen. You remember I was trail running a couple of years ago, and I'd run by this log. And then this wasp came out, got in my hat, stung the and just, out of those me. Keep stinging. Following year, same thing happened. And this time, I I I blew up, and I thought I was going to die. So I started carrying an EpiPen, and and I thought it was five different wasps inside my hat. And you said no, it's just one hop, one wasp, and they're and, hopping around. They can come in hot, and my head would just sit there and explode and expand from the from this now, one wasp. A, a bee, a honey bee, and probably even a mason bee. They are they don't have a super tiny waist, and they're fuzzy. 
So when you, they're not shiny and, and bright yellow, they're fuzzy and more golden color for the most part around here. So if you see a bee, bees are your friend. One third of everything you eat was pollinated by a bee. Bees we we need the bees. Be kind to the bees. Give bees a chance. Okay. All right. So do not smack a bee. That's when you're going to get stung. A bee can only sting you once mm. and the pollen sac that has poison in it comes out of their body and will pulsate into your arm or your head or wherever it was. And then that bee dies. Mm. So don't smack a bee. Cause here's what happens when you smack the bee, uh, it breaks a little sack in their body that emits, uh, uh an odor, if you will, a pheromone to the other bees. And that pheromone says attack the bear. <laughs> That's what that pheromone says. So if you start smacking bees and bursting those pheromone sacks, Get ready to get your butt stung a lot because that, that, when, when that pheromone reaches the hive, yeah. they're on the attack. The cavalry's coming. They are coming. So just let it be. Right. Let it do its own thing. It's most likely not going to sting you. Don't freak out and start swatting and, and just walk away. But the wasp there, must, must die. The, the wasp must, must go down hard. And he must die hard. Yes. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Oh, so the the, the postmen. Yeah, um, they've been having a lot of postmen where wasps will get like to go into a, a post box on the street, yeah. and they want to build a little nest in there. So postmen were reaching in to put in the mail and getting stung. And what they found, this is anecdotal. I've not proven this. A dryer sheet in the back of the mailbox. Evidently, wasps don't like dryer sheets. Mm. And so now they're asking to put people to put dryer sheets in. The, if you have the old school mailbox, the tilt down yeah. front door. You mailbox. know what I'm going to do next time I go on a trail run is I'm going to take some dryer sheets and stick them in my trucker hat. And that should keep the wasp, you're saying, from going up in the hat. And, and it bounce, smells good. That's bounce, one of my favorite smells. Bounce around. It's a dryer sheet. It'll look a little ridiculous. I was Especially like, I don't have a hat and I just tape them to my head. I run down the trail that way. So Every time I buy a box of dryer sheets, I'm like, I'm good for the next eight years. Yeah. Like, as a single man, that lasts me a long, long time. Hey, he's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by episode 261. We really appreciate you guys. And if you want to reach out to us, because you know we're licensed brokers at Windermere, uh, how do they do that? Ron at Windermere.com, or you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Yeah. Uh, Right now, we at the time of this broadcast, we have a home that we just brought on in Beacon Hill. And uh, it's one of our very good friends. His father had passed away. And so we're selling his dad's house, and his dad's house has a pool. His dad's house has a jacuzzi, and also his dad ho- his dad's house has an old school dance floor and a bar with like a bush light sign. So great, great, yeah. It anyway, might have been an Olympia sign. Anyway, I I made a sign, and it says no parking on the dance floor, uh, and I put it up, and a lot of the realtors didn't that have come to see the house didn't get it and didn't think it was very funny. Uh, I, I get it. <laughs> I got it. Anyway, you guys, if you need us, write Ron, Ron at windermere.com. We'll get you a buyer's book, our seller's book, and we'd love to sit down with you. Everything's at ronanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for giving us great lives. Thanks for hitting subscribe. When you do that, the show brought to you by Les Schwab, it drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday automatically, thanks to the podcaster and the podcast of your choice. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you for episode 262. We're our old anchor. That's right. She anchored the news, told great stories, great storyteller. Kim Shepard's going to be stopping by. She has a brand new true crime uh, podcast that she's doing that we're going to tell you all about. All right. Anyway, as I said, Ron Don, head up, shoulders back. Here's my son to take you out. And we'll see you next time only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.